Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe, purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage. I'm Brittany Lowe. And I'm Jarrell Lowe. And we are the Lowe Property Team. Today, we have an exciting topic that we wanted to share with you all that we've just been talking about over the last couple of months and how it's been important for us. And that's really why for us in real estate, we want to talk about why we decided that mega teams weren't for us. Now, you know, those who aren't really familiar with real estate in general, typically as a realtor, once you get your license, you'll find a brokerage that you want to hang your license with. And from there, you can decide to be either an individual solo agent or you can join a team. You know, there's many different avenues and different ways that you can explore, learn, or just really figure out what's best for you. And for myself and Jarrell, initially when we got our license and started our careers, as shared previously, you know, we I had a little of background in real estate. Jarrell had none. We both have our masters working in communities, Jarrell from the standpoint of education, myself from the standpoint of public health. You know, so we didn't have a plethora of knowledge of, okay, we've decided that this is something we want to do together, but we don't know what the intricacies of it are going to look yeah, like. Yeah. So from there, you know, we decided to start with a couple, you know, start with a brokerage. We said, you know what, that one's not, I don't want to say good for kind of what we're looking to do, but I don't think it's the right fit, you know? So we jumped around a little bit and same thing with teams, you know, we were on a plethora of different teams. And then at one point, Jarrell and I said, we know this about ourselves. We are very motivated people and we're entrepreneurs at heart. Very competitive. Yeah. And very competitive people. So From the jump, we had an understanding of the long-term goal, and that was we wanted to create our own team one day. But we also knew coming into something with no experience, knowledge, or really anything that it was going to be hard to just make that appear. So as we kind of learned along the way, um, started having discussions just, you know, about what this is going to look like, we said, you know, we want to build our own business. Essentially, we want to create a legacy that we can leave. And we made a decision, right, in joining those teams to get some understanding and get our bearings until we were ready. Absolutely. And I think just to highlight the point that Brittany is making, we are absolutely just grateful for all the teams that we were able to be a part of. And I have to say, it's almost like when you were playing sports in high school, you would play summer league and get an understanding of what the team expectation was. You would play high school season, right? Your regular season in sports, whether it was basketball, football, or whatever. But what you're doing as you're going along the way is picking and pulling the things that work for you and the things that you don't like that work for you, right? Uh, when when I played basketball, I played with All-Americans. Was I an All-American? Absolutely not. But what I learned playing with these guys is how to show up, how to deliver, how to, sh- how to perform in the clutch, and how to remain consistent, right? And what we've learned through this course of being on a couple teams is there's things that we absolutely like about being on these teams. But there's also a place where we're forgetting about us. How do we stick to who we are? And for us, it's always the relationship that was important. We don't want to do this 
turn and burn, turn and burn. No, I get it. It makes sense. But I once we help one family, the goal is that family has now become friends and family to us. And we want to be able to be a part of birthdays, celebrations, showing up for the kids' graduation. Or or if, if our four-legged friends are doing something amazing, we'll be there for that too. And that's what was important for us. Yeah. we're Like we've said before, we're very intentional about what we do. And we're very intentional about our business and the experience that our clients get in working with us. That is something that we truly value. And for Jarrell and myself, that we sit and say, you know, that that's something that really sets us apart from other people in this business, you know, and being completely transparent and honest, right? And being upon different teams and being a part of different brokerages, just like with anything, you learn things and say, I really like the way they do this. And I really don't like the way they do this. And that's okay because you're forming and understanding your own. Just like any job, if you start at a lower position, you say, you know, I really like how I, my boss or my manager, you know, facilitates meetings, but I really don't like this. You kind of take what you want and then you really just grow it into what you want it to be. For Jarrell and myself, I think the biggest thing that we that we took from that was that you know when it's your time to step away and grow, right? Yeah. Kind of that growing pains of spreading your wings and fly. And when, great example, when you've worked a job consistently for three plus years in corporate America, you've kind of outgrown the job. If there is nothing else that you can do to better, if you've already hit all of those milestones, there's nothing else that that job is giving you a value. So it's time to move on. And I think Jarell and I kind of felt a sense of this is our time. And if we're going to create something to be our own, this is the chance to do it. That was kind of like one of the main reasons. We'll talk about just our brokerage of, you know, why we decided to join EXP in another episode. But that was really one of the biggest reasons that we said our brokerage allows us to do what we want and create our business how we want. Now it's time to say, okay, let's step away and let's grow together. I think I want to hone in on that point that you just made, right? We have to understand when we're talking about the workforce, we're not operating in the 60s and 70s where the goal of the workforce was long-term. Can I hold this position for 30 plus years to get my retirement? And I think a great book that really highlights this point is his name's Reed Hoffman. He was the author of The Startup of You and the recent book that I just read, Alliance. And he was talking about career tracks in this world of entrepreneurism and what this new workforce looks like. He says the goal is, is to put employees on work tracks so they can be coached or be prepared for that next track in their career, right? If I have a great employee, my goal is not to keep you for 30 plus years. My goal is if I can build you, if I can nurture you, grow you, and support you or help you to getting that next position, that managerial role, that director of, whatever it is. He said, this is what we're experiencing in the new workforce because individuals are trying to climb the ladder. And so when Brittany's talking about growing pains, I think we as a, a, as a culture, we only know two ways, either burn the bridge or we're going to skip over this bridge together. Yep. Like we don't understand that, you know what? Maybe this was a stepping stone in my life. Maybe this was something to help me grow for the next opportunity. And maybe it's okay that it didn't work out, but you know what? I don't have to burn this bridge and then 
talk all this crap about you or say this, that, that, and why they didn't fit this culture. No, it's okay that it didn't work out. What we should be doing is preparing for that next level. So when Brittany's talking about growing pains, we have to understand, and I, I want to highlight this, it, it was intentional conversations that Brittany and myself had talking about why do we want to do this. And as she said, she shared what our backgrounds were. And for me, I was super apprehensive of leaving something that was consistent. But what we both understood is our why was greater than what we were experiencing at the time. So as long as your why is cemented, is on the pillar, and you guys are aligned and working towards it, then you're going to go through those growing pains that Brittany's referencing. You're going to grow through those career tracks where you have to level yourself up. And I think Reed does a great job of saying, I would rather have those that want to work career tracks versus having the... I don't want to say boomers mentality, but the 60s and 70s of trying to work 30 plus years and being complacent where they're at. How do we outperform or outgrow situations, which means we're always working to getting better? Mm -hmm. I think another point to look at and really hone in on is culture. Jarrell and I are very big on culture, even previously before real estate, you know, Mm. intentional about our jobs. And my first question in an interview was always, what is the culture like? Mm -hmm. Because that is going to define that if I'm going to fit great and thrive or if I'm not, you know, and I think as it relates to real estate, you know, big, big teams, they're very it becomes transactional instead of personal. And there does become a lack of culture. And for myself, when Jarell and I were talking, if we were already feeling that way, we knew that our clients were feeling that as well. And that just went against kind of our values, our our models of why we're doing this. And we said, you know, this is, this is not us and that's okay. We kind of pride ourselves on having a SEAL team of go-getters. You know, we don't, we're not looking to have a massive, massive team. We just want to have a small, tight-knit group of people that want to get after it and truly help families, individuals with essentially anything with real estate. But we really are just big on culture. And I think that that's something to note too for those that may be in real estate. If you're saying, okay, I just got my license. Do I want to be on a team? Do I want to be a solo agent? Because if I'm a solo agent, then... How do I find clients to work with? Where do I even start? You know, it can, it can be very overwhelming and a daunting process, but I always say think about think about the short term and then think about the long term because for myself when I started I didn't even start real estate as a realtor. I had the opportunity to start on a really a really small team that was so amazing and competitive and just get a sense of what this looks like day to day. So for me, that was helpful to be hands-on. You know, for others, it might not be, but for us and for ourselves of really our goals of our our goals this year and looking at the next three to five to 10 years of what we're really looking to do, that was important for us to step away and to grow because we knew we had already outgrown what we were in. And so we weren't getting any more value. And that's something that's big for us. And I, I, if I can, I want to, I feel like I'm circling back on everything that you're sharing, but that just means we're right on top. We're, we're aligned in what we're trying to say. You know, a real hot or a real buzzword we're experiencing right now is culture. And I think when we talk about culture, there's some confusion. Well, everyone has their right to 
what they believe culture is, right? Well, I, I don't, think what we're talking about, culture for us in our lens. Well, yeah, and that's where I'm saying, like, a lot of people are discussing culture, but I don't, I think it's deeper than that rah-rah, that yay, let's go, you can do it, right? Yeah. It comes down to, when we talk about culture, when I, I just keep going back to sports because that's what that's what helps me understand it. Culture is when you're in a foxhole and your two or three other guys have your back. Culture is when I'm in a tight deal and I can call somebody without expectations or commission splits. Culture is being present, right? And not feeling like an appointment. You know, I, I think that's the, con- like, when you get a part of these mega teams, it almost feels like it's an appointment and it's not intentional. Well, that's what we had said, right? It's it's very transactional. And I think another point with culture is, for me, the definition is, of it is providing value. Is what is the value that you're providing me? Are you bettering me? Or are you just okay with me just being on the team? That's for me a big part of culture. More so than just real estate is what are you bringing to the table to help me better myself? But I think it's even deeper, right? Like think about it. It's not what you're saying or doing, but it's how you're showing up for that person. Yeah. My teammate takes a charge. There's no benefit to my score chart, my stats in the book of the game. But are you rushing over there to help me up? Am I running across the court to help my teammate let them know, great darn job for taking a charge, for sacrificing? So when we're talking about culture, do you present this as a leader? where everybody in your organization is sprinting across the room to go help that person up when they take a charge, when they run into a tough spot, when they close their first contract. Yes, this is a competitive world. We don't want, I don't believe in everybody wins an award. No, I don't believe in that. But I do believe in everyone celebrates everyone's victories. That's a huge difference. Because mm-hmm. we're talking about culture of building. And so when you're talking about the mega team, the question becomes, well, did we make a mistake? Are we on track? Here's, the, here's where I would say for us, because again, there's different strokes for different folks. This does not fit the bill for everyone. But for us, the benefits of a mega team was we were able to learn at a rapid pace. Kind of like drinking water out of a fire hydrant, right? Your leads, system, and structure is in place. Now you have to learn, understand, and work your CRM. But still at the same time, you are learning as you go. So let it not make it seem like you are getting everything that you need. Yeah, it's a very hands-on kind of by the whim, figure it out as you go. But it is... Yeah, it's at a rapid pace and and it's great and for what we needed at that time. And just a side note for all new agents, if you pass the test, congratulations, but be prepared because you're going to learn so much, right? Getting contracts. Well, and we we learn stuff new every single day yeah. just based off of every being contract in the is different. So yeah. just there's no cookie cutter approach. We just try to make it as seamless as possible. But talking about the culture, understanding that you will not be able to please everybody. And that's okay, right? Find your tribe, align with them, and just continue to provide value. And that's what we're, that's why we're having this conversation today because we understand mega teams are for some people. Some people love them. And that's absolutely great. We know solo agents that are with our brokerage that have only been solo agents. And they're like, dude, I'm not going to a team because I already know how to do everything. 
And for us, we said, it's time for Jarrell and Brittany to do Jarrell and Brittany. And that is where Low Property Team was started. That's where we started, not with this idea of branding, but the idea of purpose that led to what is the imagery that represents our purpose that we're trying to provide. Mm -hmm. And more so now is really what we're providing to our clients, right? That's something that we're very big on as well. And now being in the position of having our own team, I can 100% tell you being fully transparent right now, I will never go back to another team because I know what we're capable of. I know that we've put in, you know, the hours and the sweat to get where we need to be. And I also have been, you know, in so many different situations, and Jarell included, of we've experienced things in working with people and being a part of different teams and brokerages that we like yeah. and that we really don't like. And so now we've just taken everything that we do like and now have created something that this is what it's going to be for yeah. our business. Yeah. Um, and making sure that we're always providing value to the agents that want to work under us, always providing value to the clients that want to work with us and that we have the opportunity to help. Um, and more so than anything, always sticking to our values and yeah. what's true to us. And I think when you stay aligned with that, you know, you're you're bound to to do great things, right? That's that's the inevitable. Yeah. But you know, um, yeah, that's really just what I would say in that regard. I would say, yes, on top of that is not being fear-driven. And I have to give major kudos to Brittany because sometimes I am like, well, this is a little bit risky, right? This is, Brittany's like, let's go, let's just do it. And I'm learning to understand how not to be fear-driven in my individual walk. But I recall when we left the team, it was one of those questions we got from a lot of peers, a lot of fellow agents. Man, what are you going to do? Your commission cap now is going to change. And the reality, like in reality, what we've experienced, that initial fear, Brittany and I have both overcame. Brittany has now cleared her cap and we're only four months removed from the team. And I'm on in process to clearing mine. So some I'm not saying that to brag or to point fame or blame at someone. What I'm trying to highlight is do not let fear be that determining factor, right? Explore it. Because my fear was like, dude, we're not going to get the leads like that. Like, I, okay, let me just be transparent. Me and Brittany had a lot of fights because I was like, no, we can't leave because we're not going to get the leads like we're getting. And I just want to define what Drell's talking about because for those who don't know about real estate, when he's talking about leads is that sometimes people would reach out directly to the brokerage or directly to the team and ask for assistance with real estate, right? And so sometimes being on a team, you are given a specific lead to work with. Um, but right? Being a solo agent, it's, I learned this from the very beginning on a team that I had the chance of working with a long, long time ago. In real estate, you eat what you kill. And so if you're not going and talking with people about real estate on a day-to-day -day basis, if you're not looking for people within your personal circles and really being out in the community and the neighborhoods and whatever that you're doing, if you're not working hard, what really that means is that you're not going to see anything come from this. Because I think a lot of folks, it's something in society, right? Where Jarell and I were just talking about this at dinner the other night. Everybody's a realtor. Everybody's a photographer. Everybody's a motivational speaker, a fitness trainer, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. right? And everybody can do that, but really the ones who are going to be successful are the, are the ones who put the work in, right? Yeah. Who are going to go get it. And so I, what Jarrell was more or less 
referencing is his fear was in leaving a team is where do we find people where that actually find? want to do business with us? And part of that, and Brittany, just, just exactly what I wanted to share was, okay, we're not getting the pipeline from the mega team that we were once on, but we've became more intentional. And I share this story because it's just funny. Uh, the the um, we've been doing door knocking, so we go and every weekend we're door knocking our community, right? And there was a w- lady that we were getting ready to door knock on Sunkiss, and she just sparks this amazing conversation, right? And she's like, "Tomorrow, can you guys come by the house? I just want to show you everything that I'd done because when I looked on the three big websites, it said my estimate was this much." And so the next day, Brittany and I, we show up and she has this beautiful house and she's turned her backyard into this like oasis type deal. Like, I don't know, but we're walking through the house and talking with her and she's just sharing. And I'm just at that moment, I realized like, this is where the intentional relationships are built. And that was almost a couple of weeks ago. And she emails us regularly, not saying that she's a client or a future client, But the goal was to be intentional about those relationships, and that brought us back to our why. For me, the lead fool, like, hey, man, I'm taking as much as I can. Take as much as I can. But I think in that process, we lost track of our why, and this was what that was. The example of door knocking, talking to families, you know, being of value, building relationships, and meeting them at the front doorstep, right? Meeting them where they're at. And letting them know, hey, I would love to see your kitchen. This backyard is absolutely amazing. And whatever estimates you're reading, let me get you an actual CMA so we can tell you what the actual value of that home we can project to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something it brought me back to our coaching call that we had this past week. And for those that, you know, if you're thinking about getting into real estate or if you're just wondering about it. Get a coach. Well, yes, one, get a coach. Get a coach in anything. I don't even care if you're doing real estate. Go get a coach. Go get a life coach, health coach, whatever coach, coach. Business coach. But all that to say is that somebody had said, oh, I just, I don't like having to go and talk to people. If you don't like to go to talk to people, then the business of real estate is not for you. Just going to say that very upfront. You know, and not that don't want to get off track or anything, but I think that something it's to understand and it's in anything. If you're considering a team, really consider who your team leader, what attributes they have, what their background is, mm-hmm. what value that they're providing you on a day-to-day basis. That is super important yeah. for your growth. Yeah. You don't want to be a fish out of water and just, uh, I shouldn't say a fish out of water. There's so many fish in the sea. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. You don't want to be one of those fish that gets left behind. And so I think that that's something, if you're considering being a part of a team, find somebody that you can connect with, that you maybe share the same values with, that you have some commonalities with, yeah, right? Yeah. That'll be super helpful um, just in your own personal and professional growth. And if you're thinking about just being a solo agent and saying, you know what, I'm going to figure this out, all the props to you. Yeah. There are so many resources out there. Even when Jarell and I were in the transition of leaving our team that we were with before and now creating ours, YouTube University, huge asset, right? Yeah. Just your brokerage alone. Finding different realtors, even if they're uh, with different brokerages just in your city, there's different meetups and mixers. There's so many different people out there. You've just got to really one, be intentional and put yourself out there and you've just got to put in the work. Yeah, um, I think that's it. Yeah. Put in the work, right? 
don't be afraid to put in the work. And as we prepare to wrap this one up, I think that just comes full circle. There's major benefits of being a part of a mega team. Some of them are going to be great for you. Some of them may not. But really what, as Brittany said, is do your research. We don't choose doctors out of convenience. We choose them because how they align with us, right? I read the bio. What do they like doing in their off off time? If you like hiking and doing all Well, I hope stuff. that you read the bios on who your doctor is instead yeah. of just picking one out of a little box. <laughs> but And go into it being intentional. You know what? This doctor is going to help me understand this process in my life or whatever I'm going through or how to improve my health or this area of my life. Or this mega team is going to help me understand the business and I'm going to figure this thing out on my own. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. But you just have to do the work. That's all it comes down to. So with that being said, we definitely appreciate you joining us on this show today. Uh, We're always excited to dive deeper into who we are what we are, and what we're doing. Most definitely. That's why we decided that mega teams weren't for us. So if you are considering getting into real estate, if you just got your license, if you have questions for us, please don't hesitate to reach out. We would love to be able to help you in your journey um, and helping you with your goals. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany will be so grateful if you share their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.